you've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a chronological journey from the Phantom Menace to the Rise of Skywalker, one arc at a time. I'm Calvin. I've seen a lot of Star Wars, including a trailer for the character who says hello there. I'm Wyatt, <laughs> and I, uh, I've i seen a lot of Star Wars, too, including watching this very Star Wars we're talking about this week in London and then in quarantine. I'm Andy. I've seen a little bit of Star Wars <laughs> you, you're almost like you're you're so close to saying you've been able to see the entire prequel trilogy era, including the Clone so, Wars. Yeah, we'll have to come we'll have to brainstorm like what my new intro thing will be like. How will I how much have I seen? <laughs> yeah, I've seen a little bit. I was thinking about the Starbucks drink and I was like, it would be fun to do Bad Batch. But I feel like there's going to be time to do Bad Batch later on. So mm-hmm. we're holding off. On Spoilers, they got drinks. a series. Yes. And also, just very excited. Lots of thoughts. I'll hold off on that. I was thinking of that trench because trench is back. <laughs> yeah. And that was fun. And well, he I was, was back in season six. He was in the Order 66 arc very briefly. Yeah, but briefly. Yeah. This, yeah. The, he's He was in a chunk. And I was thinking it'd be fun because he he's a spider, right? He's not Spider-Man, yep. but he is a Spider-Man. Yep. Um. <laughs> He walks on He's more like Spider's Man. Spider's Man. He walks on two legs and then has six arms. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To to total eight. So I was thinking that he would get at Starbucks six single shots of espresso, one for each hand. And just drink and then, them one at a time. And then yeah, and let's go. Does he have to get three robot shots now that he's got three robot hands? Yes. <laughs> I'll say yes, actually. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. So um, before we get into the Star Wars of it all this week, we just wanted to take a moment and address the shit show that is the Walt Disney Company right now. We are queer Star Wars content creators and we are not happy with the way that Disney is handling themselves. There's a really good thread by, ironically, Abigail Disney that explains why even if you take their support of the politicians in Florida, that is what we're talking about. The don't say gay bill, even if you take it as they're not supporting them because because they hate the gays, uh, the, the like, quote, pro business side is also bad. It's pretty funny because it's a it's Disney descendant, but she's not happy with her family mm-hmm. and not involved with the company. But that is I thought was a pretty good explainer, even just that there's like it's all bad. <laughs> um, We just wanted to like address it us being like, you know, queer Star Wars content creators and having to still like give money to Disney in order to do our podcast. Yeah, this is the Disney Plus season of Clone Wars. Yeah. But, you know, just we're not happy with Disney. We are against what they're doing. And we wanted to quickly also just promote um, the Amidala Initiative. Uh, I think Charles mentioned it in a previous podcast or it's been all over like the Star Wars Twitter, uh, at least from yeah. what I've seen. It's a bunch of Star Wars content creators who we're not some of those, but we wanted to promote it. Got together and are doing raising money to help fight the anti-trans bills in Texas. So yeah, we'll have it linked. Uh, it'll yeah. be on our socials if you're If you're in the star Wars Twitter sphere, uh, you've probably seen it. We recommend it. Yeah. And just wanted to say that we support, <laughs> not just we support gay people, but we like say gay here at first steps about the Star Wars podcast. I think we started that tradition very early. The first yeah. time there was a lady for Andy to be gay for, Hey, <laughs> right from Padme Amidala. There's the connection. Wow. Yes. So definitely um, check out the Amidala initiative. Definitely check out the other queer Star Wars creators. Uh, we often interact with them. Obviously, Gold Squadron. There's tons of other cool queer Star Wars podcasts and Star Wars adjacent stuff um, out there. Part of what makes the community so cool. I keep hearing like a clicking sound. That's going to be my heating. Okay. So, listeners, I am we're gonna sorry call about it, that. We're going to call it an ominous ticking clock to Andy watching Revenge of the Sith. It's oh, coming. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure I wasn't like 
yeah, hallucinating. No, that's my um. That's fine. Sorry, listeners. You can hear my uh, heating vents expand and contract as the hot air moves through them. Calvin I can't is, stop uh, it. Is larping rent in New York City right now? That's More like what tick, was tick, good. boom a little bit because like boom. you know the constant ticking noise symbolizing the anxiety that's that true. Jonathan Larson felt. But that guy fucking wrote rent. Yeah, but so it's I'm not full wrong. circle. <laughs> okay. That's true. Yeah. Or hold on. Snape. Snape. (laughs) Now we have to denounce J.K. Rowling. Oh, yeah. Screw you, J.K. Rowling. Screw you. Oh, she sucks. Okay. All right. Let's okay, get We have right, to yeah. talk about. We have to talk yeah, about. We have to let Andy talk about the clones. Yeah. You do, actually, I, legally. Yeah. I have some things I want to. I, I, I want to talk a little bit about Clone Wars Legacy first um, before yeah, we get into it. that. Um, but this week on First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, we watched the Ahsoka's walkabout arc. This was. Um, yeah, Gone with the Trace, Deal No Deal, Dangerous Debt, and Together Again. And then we watched the Bad Batch arc. This was, you guessed it, the Bad Batch. A distant echo, on the wings of Kiridax, and unfinished business. And if you keep it score at home, that is two character-based pun titles. I am <laughs> fantastically happy with this. <laughs> I think I honestly think Gone with a Trace is one of my favorite Clone Wars episode titles. It's just it it does describe the episode. It's not a blank of the blank, but it is good. Yeah, just this is these two arcs are really fun because, as we know, the Clone Wars was canceled when Disney purchased Lucasfilm. And because of the late time of animation, they even though they ended Clone Wars at the end of season five, they had a whole nother two or three seasons of content already planned out right up to the finale. They had at least every story arc that they were going to do figured out. They had them at varying levels of writing done, varying levels of animation done. I have hair in my mouth. Yeah, well, some of that was released as Clone Wars season six because they were that close to finishing that it was not that much money to just put the finishing touches on the episodes and and yeet them on Netflix. But stuff like Bad Batch was not that far along. No. And also and this is also where um, stuff like Son of the Son of Dathomir arc that was adapted into a comic and the eight part Dark Disciple arc um, was adapted into the novel. So, yeah, I just want to quickly, like, go through this because, like, it is technically under the canon heading on Wikipedia. And, like, they did talk about this post the Disney thing. So, yeah, some of these plot points, Disney is or like Dave Filoni is like using these plot points that they did scrap in other media. Um. So, yeah, I'm just going to quickly just like do a monologue and like list them all. So we have the Son of Dathomir arc, which was about Darth Maul escaping his capture by uh, Darth Sidious, includes uh, um, Charles mentioned it last time during the Dark Disciple arc. But it does include like another Mother Talzin death and is like kind of thought to be the final death of Mother Talzin. Yeah. Uh, but you can't even say like I won't believe it till I see a body because she just disappears every time. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild. So that was supposed to be four episodes. Um, another one. This one was released as unfinished like story reels. They had basic animation done, but it wasn't at all polished. Um, for the Crystal Crisis on Utapau arc, this was about Obi Wan and Anakin teaming up to stop a plot by the Separatists to create a giant super weapon out of a large Kyber crystal, which is what powers the Jedi's lightsabers. They would go to the planet Utapau, and this includes the campfire scene that charles also mentioned that i believe that i sent you Andy. yeah we linked in the chat um, it's just a it's just the first it was going to be the first time that anakin and obi-wan talked about ahsoka yeah so that's kind of the only importance of that arc it's a fun arc but actually and this arc fucking technically story reels because were so awful to watch that i never made it through the whole thing yeah oh i'm sure like as charles said all you need to really watch is just like the um Anakin dealing with Ahsoka leaving and talking to Obi-Wan about that. But this one is like is technically canon because I just read Catalyst, a Rogue One novel, and they reference the giant crystal in that. So, yeah, well, and very similar ones show up in other places. Yeah, but they specifically say that here's a giant crystal that we got that that the Jedi found on Utapau. So that was about to be used by the Separatists. So the Bad Batch, that four bar guard, that was obviously changed or brought into Disney plus there was a, a four part arc where 
Cad Bane and Boba Fett teamed up and they kind of had a relationship. They formed a relationship because um, Cad Bane was kind of mentored by Django. And so Boba got to know a little bit more about his father um, through Cad Bane. This, this Coleman. We all, I will say we, we know a lot about, but have seen the least of. Yeah. Um, this arc would culminate in a Wild West style shootout standoff thing between Boba and Cad Bane results in Cad Bane getting a pretty bad head injury and Boba getting a dent in his helmet. Um, this would also feature bounty hunters like Enbo, High Singer, Lots Razi, Bosk, Ara Singh. The, the group from Dark Disciple. Yeah. His, his posse. Yeah. Ahsoka's walkabout. I'll talk a little bit more about the original version of that when we get to that arc. Um, there was going to be another arc featuring the Bad Batch where they would team up with Yoda to go and stop the Separatists from taking over Kashyyyk, uh, which, which is, is the homeworld yeah, of we the Wookiees. Yeah, we know so that from Chewbacca the Chewbacca would show up in that again. There was what's described as a Rex and R2 Top Gun arc. So like the ground forces of the clones and the pilots would start to get into an argument and competition as like to like who is better. Rex would end up piloting a starfighter with R2 as the astromech and then they would crash on one of the moons of Ryloth and they would kind of be stranded there. Apparently it went to some unexpected and dark places. Um, there was a smaller arc with an I've old legend. I read the legend. tweets that these were based off. I remember these. <laughs> Sorry? I remember the tweet that the writer did about this that claimed it went to dark places. Oh, yeah. That's fun. There was an arc uh, featuring one of the villains from the Legends universe called the Yuuzhan this, Vong. This never got out of concept art. I'm going to die on that hill. Yeah, I mean, like, it was small. It was supposed to be not huge this probably this arc that i'm about to say would probably would have been the official season six finale but there was one called the return to the jedi temple um that would feature it would be about what like lays beneath the jedi temple like you know how like the city of rome is like stacked on top of itself if you the, the deeper you dig under rome like the further down in history you get like religious people will build their religious centers on top of the religious centers of the people that they've conquered uh so there was supposed to be an old sith temple under the jedi temple well um, and i will say about this one it's not canon it, it some of the events in it are explicitly contradicted by season 7 yes um, but this is sort of just like where the original series would have gone. Mm -hmm. um, there were, and we were seeing this essentially at convention panels for years. Um, Dave Filoni and Pablo Hidalgo, who works in the uh, on the new, the, like when Disney bought Lucasfilm, they set up a new thing called a story group, which is sort of like a, a almost like a writer's room essentially with a bunch of star Wars nerds and creators and producers he's on it. And he would, they would talk about what clone wars was going to be uh, every couple of years or so. And we get these cool teases and concept art and all the things Calvin's talking about basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the fun bit about this season is, is that it was revealed the announcement that they were bringing clone wars back uh, for a final season was revealed at this, uh, 10 year anniversary panel at I think San Diego Comic-Con, but it wasn't like I remember the Internet being like, oh, this will be cool. We'll get some more teases or whatever. We'll just we'll see. Hopefully we'll see some cool unrevealed concept art and stuff. And then at the end of it, they just revealed a trailer for the new season, which everybody lost their goddamn minds at. <laughs> um, and the like the only new shot in it, really, because they were still working on it was and I don't even think it's really in the the show anymore. Was this cool shot from the story reels of from the Bad Batch and with Hunter, Rex and Anakin in it. Um, and I remember I was at work. I was working at my uh, summer day camp job and I was on lunch break. And I just saw on Twitter something that said just a, a, a simple tweet sent in like 10 seconds, like Clone Wars returns for final season on Disney Plus. And I remember thinking it was fake. Mm hmm. And then it was real. And now here we are. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was in 2019 or so was the end of the end of Clone Wars legacy and the beginning of 
the season. Is that it, Calvin, or was there more? No, there's a little bit more. Gotcha. Um, The Jedi Temple arc would be about like Yoda would go under there and they would kind of lose contact with him. Darth Sidious would be trying to make his way under there. Ahsoka would come back to Coruscant and help Anakin and Obi-Wan out with that. And there was supposed to it was supposed to kind of culminate in like Ahsoka holding off Darth Sidious, but without discovering who he is. Um, And this this does not happen. This 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 does not happen. No, uh, this was an this was an idea. It probably would have happened in the original version of the show, but had in what been, we got, like had Disney Plus decided to do all of these, it would have happened. But like, it didn't. The penultimate arc was supposed to be a return to the planet of Moncala. This would be Padme would return to Moncala and help King Lee Char figure out like some shit with the corn again. Um, it would give Padme a nice arc in season seven. So that would be fun. And then obviously the finale of Clone Wars, the Siege of Mandalore, which we will not talk about. Yes, but was relentlessly teased for years. Oh, my um, God. Yes. To the point that it, it should have been obvious in retrospect that they were working on it, but it was just something that people would mention in media and also at these convention panels for years. But yeah, so now it arrived in 2020 <laughs> and it arrived in yeah. 2020 and we got, we got uh, the it bad batch off, and we got Ahsoka's walkabout. Yeah, it leads off with the bad batch, which was an arc. Most most people had like, well, not most people dorks had seen because it was a story. It was released in story real form, but it was mostly redone. It's basically the same story, but better. <laughs> well, well, but but in chronological order, we see Ahsoka first. Like, oh, God damn it, it. I forgot the, about that. I know. Yeah. yeah, we're the concept of the Fuck podcast. Me. We, uh, yes, yes, I can't absolutely. Believe, I cannot believe they, I was mad about this at the end of last episode, too. I cannot yeah. believe they pulled the, the switcheroo on us one last time. It, yeah. In my head, it goes Bad Batch, Ahsoka, Siege of Mandalore. I yeah. know the reason why, but like. Because Anakin's supposed to be heading off to the Outer Rim during Deal No I Deal. know. Yeah. But, but yeah, so 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 Ahsoka's walkabout. So I think this was a very like I first of all glad to see my girl is back because no Ahsoka was not I was not vibing with that. Um, they they were clearly like we just want you to know that Ahsoka. Yeah, so I feel I love I really like Trace. Trace is really interesting. She reminds me a little bit of the character Tracer from Overwatch. Uh, it's just the hair. <laughs> it is the hair, but also like the vibes and sort of the the energy is similar. I really like Trace. I really like that we got to see characters who are kind of like relatively normal people. Yes, yeah. they have some shady dealings, but we never deal with regular old Joes. It's always just like... Jedi, Sith, like people who are amazing fighters. I loved that fight scene where Trace is kind of shitty. And then Ahsoka's just like, pop, 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 pop. You know, because she's obviously, you know, been trained by the Jedi. That was so cool. That was honestly like one of my favorite, like most entertaining fight scenes I've seen in a while. I I do like the super powered person with regular sidekicks. And I, I agree about the, un- and I think the underworld of Coruscant specifically, because we've seen it so many times in clone wars and it always seems cool, but somebody's always on the run or there's a mission. And this time it was just, Oh no, I'm trying to survive. You got any jobs? And now you have to meet the locals. Calvin, do you want to talk about the uh, original version of the arc a little bit, just as a fun fact for Andy to know? Yeah. The original version of this arc, um, it was not two characters. It was not the two sisters. It was originally this one guy called Nix Okari or something like that. His, name, his name was Nix Okami. It's a shitty boy. <laughs> yeah. Shitty, shitty boy. Um, Who was going to be Ahsoka's love interest of yeah. some sort. Yeah. And then it and became Trace. Yeah. I don't like that they split the one character into two. They both, Trace and Rafa just both felt very one dimensional to me on my first watch through. You know, they felt like two halves of a brain fighting each other. I definitely like the gender switch because, you know, we love by Ahsoka. And we just, we had Lux. Yes, that too. I, and, and we, and we just sort of dramatically removed Ahsoka's, one of Ahsoka's main female friends in <laughs> having Barris turn out to be uh, a little bit, a little bit of a wee terrorist. Um, I hate, I hate that. I hate it so much. They were like, <laughs> we're going to take the character 
I don't want to go into well, it. And we I don't want to go but into also, it. Also, like Ahsoka's it shown to be friends me. with another je- female. Her female friends are another Jedi and two senators. And I do think it's cool to have Ahsoka, who is like Ahsoka, is definitely a man of the people. And she like, but she has to become that in this. She she gets off the ivory tower and goes to live like the rest of us and sees that it's hard. So I, I talk- agree with Calvin oh. though that that. In in the spice stuff in particular, they tr- Trace and Rafa feel one dimensional in all of these scenes. Other than that, I like them, but I think it I think it should I think it, this episode or this arc could have been three. I think my thing with with Trace and Rafa, I like them being sisters. I like their being too. You know, I'm I you know, I'm an older sibling. My sister and I are super close. I like like that relationship yeah. is very Gotta love it, an, a shady older sibling. It's really, it really is. And it's it's really like significant to me and seeing that relationship kind of reflected in Clone Wars meant a lot to me. I think that familial bond is something that we haven't really touched on a lot in Clone Wars. You brought had, this up before. Yeah, we had the two Jedi sisters who, and yeah. one of them died. I remember that. They had like weird names. Oh, the other one dies in Son of Dathomir, by the way sexy i love that i love to hear it and then i think and then and then we have like boba and other than that we had don't really have a lot of like strong familial connections oh and also obviously anakin's mother so yeah. that is something that's really significant to me that's something i'm like looking forward to i feel like you guys are doing that thing calvin is i actually hadn't picked this up but calvin is laughing about it because of spoilers um and he's right but yeah um, that familial that familial bond is is really interesting i, I you know and so I like that. I like that being introduced. Yeah, it's cool. Just, and it's also it's it's a little bit it's a it's a tiny speed run found found family for Ahsoka. You could see that there's a reality where she like, if not lives with them, like remains friends with them and has a life. I, I really like Ahsoka's journey in this. Calvin and I have debated this arc a lot because Calvin's not a huge fan of it. And I am, although I think mostly I'm in it for the character stuff and the plot is fairly weak. Yeah, I agree with that. I like the first episode is really, really excellent uh, because it's just you you don't get into the overarching plot about the spice stuff. You just get to kind of see Ahsoka just like decompress after having have walked to come away up from with, the Jedi Order. <laughs> have to come up with truly terrible lies about where she's from. I went to Skywalker Academy. My my uh my brother taught me this. <laughs> it's like it's like she's sort of realizing, wait, I had family? Yeah, because I think Andy's right about the uh explicit like blood family stuff. There hasn't been a lot in the prequels prequel era and the found family isn't that explicit because there's a lot of weirdness going on with the there's always these extenuating circumstances with the clones and the jedi and even the minor characters we see who like have bonds aren't the main crew and they're not like as much of a a family as you would say like a group of friends or i don't know the boys (laughs) but but the problem with rafa and trace and i'm like i feel like this is probably the biggest thing calvin doesn't like about them is that they're just stupid and i wish they weren't (laughs) yeah I think Trace should have been stupid and Rafa should have been smarter. Like, yeah, I, I, I think Trace having the idiot ball makes sense. And even the spice dump is in character for her. But I didn't feel like Rafa was a strong enough foil to feel like street wise, like she's yeah. presented as. But I did. I, 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 I thought I was OK with Trace being an idiot, honestly. <laughs> but it is it is definitely for plot reasons as well. I do also want to mention, I love the ominous cuts to uh, Bo-Katan and the Night Owls, just like chilling in the background of this arc, the Mandalorians. Yeah. Uh, just being like, we're here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have something something to say about this, but I, but not right now. I wanted to keep talking about Trace and Rafa. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, you're good. Oh, so yes, I feel like. I don't necessarily love Trace being stupid. And I think that's just me being like, I would find her hotter if she was smart. But with that said, <laughs> she's Ahsoka's age. Give her a few years to go yeah. to go to space college. She'll figure it out. She's in her disaster baby gay phase. 
But with that said, though, I feel like she is what Ahsoka would need in a partner. Like if it I don't (laughs) and I don't know if they're actually going to go like a romantic route with them. They probably won't, because as we've stated, Disney and the gays are not too great. Well, and Clone Wars sucks shit at romance. Uh, Christy Golden writing the Ventress Voss thing aside. My honestly like spicy take is I think they would have fumbled the bag with the initial explicitly a love interest one character just as hard as they did with the romantic sort of implications that I don't know if were intentional, but there was definitely some gay subtext in these arcs in a way that I wouldn't say is present in anything except that one with the lesbian thieves and the first Barris episode. Yes. I don't know. I feel like I feel like with Ahsoka, Ahsoka is incredibly capable and she she Ahsoka is smart. She is brilliant and strong and incredibly great at all of these things. And I think really she just needs someone who will be kind of naive, who will be fun with her, where it's not it's not always life or death. It's like, I just want to fly my silly little my silly little thing, my, my silly little plane. It was bothering me with Trace being like. I'm the best pilot is giving very much <laughs> Annie. I was going to say it's it's we haven't we'll see this again because the sort of it wanting to get off your home planet, essentially wanting to move out of your hometown is such a thing in Star Wars because it's it's a thing for George Lucas. But it is very much Anakin wants to leave Tatooine. Yeah, except I do think it's funny because they're in the shit part, but she lives at the center of the galaxy. I think it's like Anakin wanted to go to Coruscant and. Trace wants to go to Tatooine. Yeah, but I, I, I think Rafa should have been smarter. I think Rafa just should have been like cooler. I think it would have been better to have her be like, yes, street smart, but just like emotionally unintelligent. And that's where the disconnect happens. And that's where yeah. the funny sort of like, ha ha ha. Oh, no, like they got in a fight. And so the spice was dumped. So like, I don't necessarily hate that. Yes, it's stupid. But like Trace, like you were saying, Trace can be stupid. But it would have been a little better if that was coming from like Rafa and Trace just like not understanding each other versus like them just both being absolute idiots because Rafa does not know what the fuck she's doing. Yeah. And and I, I, I think the funniest way to read her like being mistrustful of Ahsoka is that Trace has had terrible ex-girlfriends. Which I did enjoy watching the episodes with that lens in mind, but most of it is just sort of like that is not how it was written. And it is like me having fun with it instead of like actually looking at what's there. I will say, though, we're sort of critiquing the writing of them. The revelation about their parents and like how the Jedi treated them uh, (gasps) is was a really good scene. Did you catch that that was Luminara? I was going to say, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's yeah, well, ex- it's definitely Luminara, who is unfortunately uh, our poster child for worst mom. Should have been nicer to Barris. Maybe she would have been able to have a feeling instead of blowing up the Jedi Temple. Yeah, no, that was really powerful. I mean, we've talked about this before, but the Jedi really aren't good guys. And I think that that's some, that's like where they've been heading in season six and now in season seven, that like the Jedi are fucked up like they've messed up big and they really can't they really can't fix this problem in the way that they think they can um the interesting thing for me about this is that this is an example of a jedi being kind of shit at what jedi are supposed to do like it's no longer they're forced out of the this is pre-war like this i think it's it's jedi as peacekeepers jedi as is it not i can i, think, I can't remember I think, if they I were young this is a part of the wait the, the parents dying in the crash was that during the war? That was during the Zero episode. Oh, yes. Yeah. My mistake. OK. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I was going to say, but, um, no, that definitely was. But that's when, yeah, that's when Cad Bane broke Zero out of prison and they were chasing yes. him across Coruscant. The, po- the general point I was making still stands in that the, the Jedi are not like they're supposed to help people like Trace and Rafa in especially in their dealings on Coruscant. But they're up in their ivory tower and Luminara thinks she's above feelings and her, thinks the code is the best way to live and doesn't know how to help two children whose parents died. Because, I mean, they're really not that old. Ra- no. Rafa is the older one. And if 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 Trace Rafa's is roughly like Ahsoka's. Yeah, at most. Yeah. She's sort of got the smoked for 50 years voice because she's been smoking that good <laughs> space cigarettes. But also her coat rules. And she I'm looks glad great. They, yeah, Rafa has definitely tried death sticks. Trace says she's tried death sticks, but is lying. Yeah, no, I, I like Rafa. 
I like Rafa. I go back and forth on Rafa because I don't think her I don't think she was utilized properly in the yes. in the plot and like conflicts of these episodes. But as a character concept, I really enjoy her and her relationship, even with Ahsoka, even though I thought it was it got a little annoying for her to be like, Ahsoka's just like living in your house and protecting you. And you still think she's a jerk. And then we were back on uh, we we're back on Obadiah because the Pikes are in everything yeah. in the Disney era. Well, uh, I think that this is um, going off of what you just said. I think that this is like where you guys are right and that this should have been three episodes long. Like it was just, you know, episode three started with them in prison and ended, the, ended with them in prison. Yeah. Like, that's fine. They went through some character development there. But, you know, between episodes three and four, you have Rafa um, at the end of episode three of that arc. She's like finally admitting responsibility. Like, guys yeah, shouldn't have taken this job. This is what fucked us over. And then next episode. And I mean, like. Maybe it's a little bit different, you know, having watched from having watched it live with a week between each one. But, you know, I was binging it and well, you know, and two minutes yeah. later, she was back to blaming Ahsoka for shit. And you're just like, but also like this, this I think they should have adapted their model. And I think they do in Bad Batch of like because Clone Wars will often do a, a sort of brief recap, even past the recap of where the characters are at in the middle slash end of a four part arc, especially when it was airing on Cartoon Network. We'd sort of reestablish the characters. They'd often say shit they'd said at the end of last week's episode. Doctor Who does this as well. I, yeah. I know yeah. in the two in the two parters where it's funny to notice the different takes used. I think Clone Wars needed to move off this a little bit. I don't think they had sort of gotten used to writing scripts for streaming yet. And I think that this was definitely it was definitely a conflict between the old way of doing things on Clone Wars and the new way, um, because it was probably still adapted off old scripts, but was also the one that was most significantly changed. Bad Batch, I would argue, is just a regular, normal four part arc of Clone Wars. Yeah, like Bad Batch 2, I also think could have been three episodes long. Like it's a, it's exactly right. Like when you're streaming, you don't have to like bow down to the 21 minutes and 50 seconds that you have to also you know fit in ads and a and couple stuff. of these are longer let things breathe a couple of these are a bit longer we'll talk about the one famous scene in in bad batch the one that was cut and the one that was added but but it's not i don't think until but even on on uh mandalorian no spoilers but mandalorian is not long the episodes are between like 30 and 40 minutes well yeah but still that's like a better serialization length than i agree i think mandalorian 50 mostly hits its sweet spot i do think the i think the animation should be a solid actual 30 minutes and it would be perfect and i think bad batch does that which we'll get to which will be our next sort of ongoing animated series after this I do want to say also, but the Bad Batch uh, group of episodes did not feel like a four part arc. It felt like a three part arc and then one episode about Echo. You know what I mean? It was like three. It was like a story and then one yeah. other thing. The Anaxa <laughs> you know? stuff wasn't, I think, like coherent or not coherent, but like connected enough to the mission to to make yeah. us invested in the last sort of end battle as more than just a Clone Wars battle. Um because the first one is on an axis with the Bad Batch. Are we moving to Bad Batch or do we have stuff I actually have for... a couple more sa- things yeah. to say yeah, about this Yeah, let's talk about that one. later. Let's yeah. you're talking about or something to talk about. So, so a there were a couple it. things that were like a little interesting to me. So real quick, I want to say how nice that they were like, oh, maybe Anakin, maybe Anakin will find Ahsoka. Nope. Yeah, I, I love I that. Did, well, I liked that it's left ambiguous whether he knows she's on that ship. In my mind, I like to think that he knows. That yes. he can sense her. It's it's heavily implied that he does, or he has a hunch at least that like he he senses something familiar, and so he lets them go. Our boy Yularen is aging, uh, as no as in that scene, he's got his old ass character model now. <laughs> but I I thought it was cool seeing a a Venator, a Jedi cruiser in orbit because the the ships in Clone Wars always look pretty sexy, and uh, that was a cool. I like that scene a lot as as honestly one of the places where I think they did let it breathe. Um, where they let that scene be suspenseful and it wasn't like action packed, but it was important. I, I'm I'm curious whether it would have made it in other versions of the show. Also, this is my first time seeing Anakin with how he looks like oh, yes. for a season you seven. You got your, oh, your upgraded Revenge of the Sith, god. Anakin. Oh my god. They were like, the hair? The hair? Uh, you got you got to be kidding me. He looks great. 
Yeah, we yeah. got updated models, I believe, <laughs> for everyone. Awooga. This is my second favorite Ahsoka outfit in overall of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Her shitty uh, mechanic jumpsuit. No, but oh it's, my so God. it's so it's hot. It's so awesome. It's it's great. And they took her out of like, it's better than her concept design for this. Like everything about the premise of this arc was made gayer, whether it was on purpose or on accident, um, including Ahsoka's like butch jumpsuit and like yeah she's it's is your favorite ahsoka outfit the next one yeah it it is (laughs) i was gonna say i mean i'm looking at it in two places on my desk right now it it bangs but yeah i love that there was something that happened and i don't know if you guys picked up on this but there's something that happened in this in this group of episodes that doesn't make sense. That doesn't work in my little noggin. And I'm going to explain why. <laughs> so what's his face is hologramming, FaceTiming. Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Well, no, and just Maul. He's not Darth. Whatever the fuck. His my baby. Formerly my Darth, baby. Boy. Now just Maul. Formerly Darth. He will. He says that at one point. <laughs> he looks over. And we think he sees Ahsoka. How does that work? Because you, when you are hologram, he in in uh, theory, well, remember- if he is. Oh, no, sorry. No, <laughs> no. I I don't care anything what you say. It doesn't make any sense because when you are hologramming someone, you just see them. You just see their little body. We've seen it so many times. How is he seeing a hologram of the entire area? Is he seeing everything and everyone in that space? How is he able to see Ahsoka? Two it's points. ridiculous. Two points. We often see people in Jedi cruisers call multiple people um, like Mace, Yoda and like Palpatine are sometimes standing in the same room. So I believe that projectors can widen Two, we saw Sidious choke Dooku through a hologram. So force users are just be doing force shit. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, about I've that. always just kind of thought that Maul just like felt Ahsoka's presence close to the. Hologram. He feels a disturbance in the force of or some shit, and I don't, I don't. It's just for the drama, I think. It makes me mad. It makes me it's, mad because yeah. it really doesn't make sense, and I just feel like, you know, Star Wars is so smart, and they could be so smart and so clever. And I was like, this is a fucking cop out. Like this was lame as fuck. If you're gonna involve Maul, have him in the episode. You know what I mean? Have him in the fucking episode. Yeah, I think, and it's interesting because. If you were a Clone Wars viewer from the beginning, you know where Maul is right now. Bo-Katan tells us at the end of the episodes he's on Mandalore, but it's sort of keeping that mystery for anyone who hasn't seen it, which I think is funny that you hate it so much because it was it was intended for literally PBS style viewers like you. Yeah, no, it bothered me. Bothered the shit out of me. I didn't like it. It was funny because we talked when we talked about Dooku force choking or uh, City is force choking Dooku. I was like, wait, has that ever been done before? And then Calvin reminded me that they do it in The Empire Strikes Back, literally the second movie ever. um, And that like being able to use the force on somebody not in the same room and like through a view screen or a hologram has been around since the very beginning. What can I say? So take it up, take it up with our boy, George, I guess. It's stupid. Very silly. Yeah. Well, it's also just kind of fun to just like, remember that Maul has been in control of the Pikes since way back in season five. Like when Anakin and Obi-Wan were chasing down Dooku on Obadiah in season six, like Maul probably, I mean, Maul was in captivity at that point, but like he probably heard about that you know and it's like and, and you know also when mark because that was mark Krim, that was you know the guy from dark disciple whose family got kidnapped so and like killed definitely killed. killed but yeah but like malls had his fingers in pies yeah he was just an absent boss for a little while that one time he got captured yeah but yeah so that's fun i'm trying to think of if but i think i think the takeaway from this group of episodes like the biggest thing that you know, really impacted me. Obviously, besides like gay Ahsoka is <laughs> is the the relation like the this idea of like how the people see the Jedi. Yes. Um, and how the, how I feel like whenever we see the Jedi interacting with like regular citizens, a lot of the times they're like, thank you, Jedi, for saving us. And it's kind <laughs> of and it's kind of lame. And I think it's like not everybody feels that way. A lot of people don't feel that way. And so that was a great perspective. And I'm glad that we got it. I, I also like that it does inspire Ahsoka to, even though she's not a Jedi anymore, to sort of be what the people hope the Jedi would be. 
Yeah. Um, she goes to help Bo-Katan because she thinks it's the right thing to do. Whether or not, and she's definitely heard uh, that Mandalore is like, that shit, we're not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Obi-Wan had to sneak in an Anakin's shitty starship, breaking all the rules to, to even get one person close as a Jedi. Um, and I, I like that Ahsoka's sort of, she doesn't know what to do at the beginning, but at the end, she is decisive. Yeah, it goes back to what Charles said about just like there are Jedi who follow the spirit of the code rather than the letter of the code. And Ahsoka is part of and she's part of that lineage, well, even she's not a Jedi, but like but even as even Obi-Wan follows the spirit of the code in a lot of ways, even he's sort of a both guy. He follows the letter mm-hmm. of the code and the spirit of the code because he was trained by Qui-Gon. And we got a lot of spirit of the code Jedi from Qui-Gon to Obi-Wan to Anakin to Ahsoka. Side note, I started Master and Apprentice today. Fun. Yeehaw. That's uh, Claudia Gray, right? Yeah. That's kind of interesting that that's because that's about Qui-Gon and uh, Obi-Wan. But the Master and Apprentice thing is in relation to Sith. They say it a lot. The Sith say it a lot. They say Master and Apprentice a lot, even though technically those are the terms for Jedi as well. Well, if you say so. Well, Jedi call them <laughs> Padawans. Sith call them pawns. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. right. bad batch let's okay. hit it hey yo real quick i want to <laughs> remind you andy that during the citadel arc, our discussion on the citadel arc right after we were talking about how echo died you oh, went on a tangent i totally remember that about how way back in season one episode five rookies heavy died in an, ex- in an explosion and we didn't see a body so heavy could be alive i miss heavy so bad guys bring bring back my boy <laughs> Where is he? You want Heavy to be um, miraculously um uh rate rate what raise him from the dead. We could say we didn't see revived. his body. We didn't see his body. They could bring him back. <sighs> Even though they did finish the series. <laughs> they could yeah. bring him back. They could be like, hey, he made it out. I mean, actually. they, they could and we're just not telling they you. Could. You never know. Let's freak fingers crossed. We didn't tell I you Darth Maul so. was going to come back. Oh, True. No. <laughs> and it was just so funny to me at the time because like that, yeah. that that's what happened to Echo. But me- you pegged it on the other clone and <laughs> the not even guy. the one who just, who just died. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, is that part of Clone Wars legacy, like the Echo reveal was was in those original Bad Batch. And I think even before the story reveals were out, there was concept art of Echo's his, the outfit that he wears in the last episode, the blue one with it where it's sort of like the modified clone armor and so we knew that echo was alive like a year after fives died because when fives died it was like oh that's it domino squad's down but then echo's alive and echo's just been alive sort of ambiguously canon for the last five years and so it was really funny seeing him back in in these episodes back and dead no it was great i was really glad that he was alive i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me i was low-key <laughs> pissed because i was like i literally had this thought where i was like you're bringing back echo but you won't bring back heavy but it's well, fine so heavy is dead and i've accepted it but i still be on my shit so the and the i like that the episode acknowledges heavy though yeah um that's so that scene was one that was not in the original story reel. And I think was a an instance of the writers heeding Calvin's plea to let shit breathe for a bit where Cody and Rex talk about being soldiers and the losses that they've they've had. I like, though, that that and though they're the two from that mission, like they were on the Rishi Moon mission and they've served together for the whole war. And I like that. Basically, I just like that Rex still Rex still not only Rex still remembers Heavy's name, but it's still a a major thing that happened was that t- he tried to take these clones under his wing. And to his mind, they're all dead. Yeah. And I mean, Heavy Heavy's death was really like he died to save his brother. It's one of the know? iconic like, Clone Wars deaths. I, yeah, it, it is so. Get out of here. It is so it's so moving like it, it is truly so moving. And and yeah, and I'm glad that Echo's back. It's not that I'm upset about it. I'm really glad Echo's back. I think that that was a really good way of tying me into like like drawing me into the Bad Batch because, yes, the Bad Batch is dope. They're, sorry, do you guys see my cat? A little bit. <laughs> it's creeping up in the corner. Ominous um, shadow in the night. <laughs> my. Yeah, so I really like obviously they introduced the Bad Batch and I have so many thoughts about the Bad Batch. Yeah, but, very curious to hear your thoughts on them. But I feel like I have some positive and also some negative thoughts about them. And so I think, you know, Echo being re- reintroduced and then also being new and different, having these new challenges to face, but sort of finding a new family with the Bad Batch 
really made me like, okay, I can't wait to see where this goes. Like that's, I'm really excited about it. I think in, in, in similar form to the last one, the first episode is by far the best of the, of each arc for me. Yeah. I love the climax at the listening station with the music and, and the revelation that echoes alive and like the, the sort of like, Oh shitness of it. Even though I've, I'd seen this, I knew the twist was coming. I don't think I'd watched all of them, but I'd watched most of the bad batch story reels. I'm really glad they redid the uh, voice acting though. Cause I was not a fan of the original of D Baker's original bad batch voices, especially for Hunter. Also, uh, I like that we check in however briefly in this with our, with, sort of the the remainders of the 501st that are left. Jesse got promoted to arc trooper, which is cool. I did like the clone fight sequence. I thought that was funny when they just beat the shit out of each other for no reason. Very very boys will be boys but in like a fun way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was just really there's just so much. I loved the there was like that little moment where um this is not about the clones where but kind of where <laughs> Shocker. where where um Oh, God, what is it that Anakin said? Anakin's like, we have to go do that thing. And oh, yes. Rex is like, this is, Rex the best. is like, bro, we can't do that. And he's like, no, we have to. I got to go talk to my wife. And then he talks to his wife. And then Rex is like, I actually don't know how to lie to Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan is like, bro, this is terrible. And then Anakin's <laughs> like, okay. like, shit, they can read minds. <laughs> well, yeah, and this is the first time that we get confirmation that like Anakin has trusted Rex with yes. his secret, right? Yeah. Not just that Rex knows, but that Anakin has like confided with him about it because Rex is there, I believe in the Clovis arc at like at Padme's apartment, if I recall correctly, Um, which is because I remember talking about it, about whether we're like, we're pretty sure Rex knows, but this is, this is the funniest version of Rex knows. Like there've probably been comics and like little incorrect quotes about this for years. And I'm so glad they put it in the show. This also was not in the original one. The Anakin talks to Padme scene, which is really good. And it's like, such a it's such an important like centering of the arc as about Rex um, as much as it is is introducing the 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 cool bad batch that I, I, I can't believe it wasn't in the original. I, I love the scene. I love that. I love Obi-Wan's comment at the end, you know, when he's like, <laughs> I hope you told Padme I said hello. That and was great. just like doesn't respond. Because- oh, he takes yeah. it the wrong way. He thinks Obi-Wan's like needling him. And Obi-Wan is sort of, I think, trying to be like nice. Yeah, he's I think he's trying. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I kind of go back and forth on it because I feel like on one hand, I think that Obi-Wan is concerned. I think he's always concerned. But I also think he's like, you can trust me. You know, I think when push came. Yeah, he's trying to. I I mean, Obi-Wan at this point has like seen the Jedi code dragged through the mud, especially if we think of a post dark disciple Obi-Wan, the lack of faith he has in the council at this point, even though he like he's he's still he's too good of a Jedi to go full Qui Gon. Uh, And he does sit on the council. But like, I think his levels of Anakin sympathy are pretty high as compared with earlier in the series. And he's lost Satine already. And he talked with him in the Clovis arc. And Anakin, I think, is just still thinking about Obi-Wan as the annoying master in that point. Like, (laughs) mom, I want to talk to my girlfriend. I, I really loved the conversation. I really liked it because I don't think we get enough Anakin and Padme, and I kind of get why. I mean, honestly, they they don't have a ton oh, of time God. together, and I understand that. <laughs> I have to text Calvin about something that you don't know about. Um, we don't, yeah, but we don't see them together that often. I feel like, except for where they were being really cringy in Attack of the Clones, <laughs> and that, and honestly, like in Attack of the Clones, their relationship seemed so lame. Like it was just so like I can't. It's, there, it there doesn't no seem like a real relationship because it. it's yeah. not supposed to. It's riffing on old movies. Like it's it's a it's a star crossed across the I mean, literally across the stars is the name of their theme. Like it's supposed to be this like war torn romance and Clone Wars gets to show them as people, which we love. Yes. And and it's really beautiful. And I love how Padme says, you know, when when Anakin's like, I'm worried about Rex, she's like, okay, but you do this kind of shit all the time. And where is Rex when your Anakin is showing? And Rex or and Anakin's like Rex is right next to me. She's like, I threw, okay. I so where do you think you should be? Again. Uh, and I just love that she she is able to like advise him about his friendships and who he is, and she makes him a better person. Their relationship is so good. It's so 
beautiful. And I loved that. I love that. relationship Padme. is terrible. <laughs> ah, I, well, I, we, I just think it's funny. It is good. When it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. It's bad. We've seen it's that with the bad. Clovis arc and this stuff. Cause we, I do love though that like, yeah, she, she knows him. She knows Rex. She, she like took the time to get to know Rex because of Anakin. Like they, she knows how and this isn't even just like, oh, this is how clones work. She knows Rex Rex the person's personality because that's who Padme is. Yeah, it's nice. I really love, you know, Anakin and Rex. This text isn't delivering. I need <laughs> Calvin to know. I love their relationship and it was great. I I like that was a good moment. I'm glad that they included that. You want to know what it replaced? <laughs> what did it replace? So in the original story reel, the only mention of Padme was that the Bad Batch had a pinup poster of her on the Havoc Marauder, their ship, and Wrecker made a crude joke about her. That's disgusting. Why would why would they have that? She's a senator. She's not like a supermodel. Well, she's a she's I mean, she's AOC. Yeah, she's Star has- Wars AOC such that I mean, like that she's like world known. The clones would know who she is. But yes, it's yeah. bad. The joke was not great. It, it It's a pretty funny Anakin moment because Anakin tells Rex, take that shit off the ship before we get on it. But people were really up in arms about political correctness. And I'm like, we got such a good character scene in place of it. And maybe peak comedy for the Clone Wars as Rex tries to like be a good bro as Obi-Wan's like Rex I know he's in there I know he's calling Padme you know I know he's calling Padme you don't have to lie to me it's so funny and he's like is it a crime if I lie like is it a crime if I lie to to, to Obi-Wan it's just so good it's so funny yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to back to the Bad Batch. Back to the yes. The I want to hear your takes on so the Bad Batch as it as we enter the series or the 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 beginning of the sh- the uh, arc is Hunter, Wrecker, Crosshair, and Tech. And I want to hear your thoughts on them. Right. So the thing about the Bad Batch is they are. They have been, I don't know if they've been like genetically modified or they're, they're just mutations that they had favorable mutations, whatever that I guess is kind of genetic, genetically modified. Um, they are, you know, they're hashtag not like other girls, not like other clones. <laughs> yeah. And that kind of bothers me because my thing is that like they're special because they're not like the regs. And my thing is, I'm like, but the but the clones are special. And I think over and over and over again, there's this sort of idea of the not not in like the Clone Wars, but in. Sorry, my cat is getting into something. I'm trying to decide if I need to go get him. But no, I think he's okay. There's this idea of, you know, the clones are clones. They're expendable. They're like the droids. We don't they don't matter. And. I would love to have like a ragtag group of clones who are doing what they can, going crazy, but are just normal clones. I guess. I guess that's my thing is that it's just it's just sort of felt like kind of a cop out to be like, but these clones are special because they're different from others. And I just feel like when when clones and like clone individuality is so sort of a touchy subject it's it's on one hand it's nice because it's nice that there are these clones where it's like clones are different they are all unique sorry my cat did get into something (laughs) (laughs) yeah sorry Uh, he's doing cat crimes a cat story in two parts while they're gone i did want to see if they picked up on that little moment because there is a shot where padme's hand is on her stomach text you no, I, I got your text. Okay. No, don't don't tell him anything. Okay. This is a, that has to be a surprise. <laughs> okay, sorry. My text delivered while you were gone. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. I'm gonna keep that in. Um. So okay, I won't listen to the episode this week. This this upcoming week. This week. This week. Yeah. Well. You're you're. Well, we're, full, we're racing toward revenge of shit. <laughs> this week. Um. But yes, so, so clone, yeah, when clone individuality is a idea and a concept that is so like significant to me specifically, I feel like that's sort of the the <laughs> thing that I'm thinking yeah, it's, about. It's, 
it's it's your sort of like for me it's insisting that the war is longer than three years for Hugh it's the individually and individuality and humanity of the clones for for Calvin it's that Obi-Wan has a secret son what uh, the Corky, Corky Kenobi, Kenobi is, theory that I, I argued in this hill. About that. that I argued with him about uh when we did that episode and I several times before that. that that is a good theory I like that no theory. don't go to the dark side um, it's a good theory. I think that that would uh, make the the. Come to the dark the side. We have cookies. We have Ugh. cookies. So, but yeah. So when when clone indiv- individuality, sorry, it's such a touchy subject for me. It kind of bothers me to have this group of clones that that's like different and special when it's just you know what I mean. But but with that said, they're great. They're so fun. It's like I don't hold it against the Bad Batch themselves. I hold it against the writers. But the Bad Batch is fun. I like them so much. I love how they are struggling. And I think the other thing, too, that's cool with the Bad Batch is the one thing, even though clones kind of struggle with the fact that they are all the same, that is also the thing that holds them together. The fact that they are all clones makes them brothers and 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 brings them is kind of the baseline of their relationships and that's fives gives that speech in the camino episode about like we're one one face one we're all we're one and the same and the bad batch don't have that and i'm sure they've experienced some you know pushback from other clones i mean i think i was it cody who was like they don't look like clones Cody, Jesse, well, yeah, and, like, and they're uh, prejudiced towards each other. You know, the Bad Batch call them regs. Yeah, and, and but I do think that's probably coming from a place of you know they've never been treated like they've never fit in with the other clones, so they're sort of like we've made our own group. And I, I like don't that. know. I certainly haven't seen the series all about them, and keep having to delete things to say because of future knowledge. Ha ha ha. <laughs> um, yeah, I really and, and it's nice too that that Echo. And like I was saying earlier, the fact that Echo was a part of that brotherhood, was a part of the regular clones, and now he has undergone this transformation, this horrific trauma that is has physically and mentally. God, that shit was creepy in the story reels, and it's even more fucked up when he like flops out of the tube. Terrifying. I mean, he is he is he will never be the same again. And it's kind of beautiful that like he will never be able to go back to being the clone he once was, but now he gets to sort of live this new life but there's a place for him amongst yeah. the bad batch and i so, like also that yeah that he like knows that rex is still his boy like that their bond is not tainted by his experiences which is a really cool thing and when, when talking about trauma and friendship and then but then also it's cool for echo to essentially see him he, echo gets representation matters by the bad batch and he's like able to see himself in these clones and feel that he has a place with them yeah um I will say is that I'm glad, honestly, that the Bad Batch, the ba- I'm glad that the Bad Batch got a spinoff series such that they could like deliver on some of the things you're talking about. You're on the right track. And I trust me, the people that are now writing the Bad Batch, which is mu- much of the same crew, are also thinking about these things. Yeah, so, I wish I wish I was on that writing team, TBH, but I know yeah, they'd be like, you have I, to have seen all of Star Wars. I will admit to not being particularly pro Bad Batch during I, uh, the story reels didn't wow me because I'd seen the story reels. The episodes didn't as a whole wow me. I like a lot of the things. I like every new edition and I like a lot of the things in them. Like we talked earlier, I think it probably could have been a little shorter, but also I I was not amazingly sold on the bad batchers themselves uh, in this. I I know it's funny because I really like Wrecker now. Didn't like Wrecker at all. Mostly because I'm not an, I'm still not an enormous fan of D Baker's sort of modified bro clone voice for him. I think it is too far away from his already admittedly a bit meh uh, New Zealand accent. Um, but I do like it's fun. I honestly think it was fun seeing them after watching Bad Batch, seeing them like in their prime, essentially. I love that little maneuver they do essentially to show off for the regs when they take out that whole squad of droids with the downed gunship shield. And I like uh, I think it's I think the conflicts that Rex has with them are fun. I like that. It's a good it's a good character continuation from Rex from the Umbara arc, I think. What are their names again? It's Wrecker, Hunter, and what else? So Wrecker's the big guy. Hunter is Rambo. 
Tech is yeah. the nerd and Crosshair is the sniper. So Crosshair, I love the moment where where Wrecker and Crosshair have their kind of like, ooh, I'm I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna, we're we're who's gonna kill the most guys? And Wrecker like does his little thing, and then Crosshair just fucking takes out all of those droids. Yeah. That was crazy. And I that do was think so it's fun. It's we talk about the sort of I'm not like the other girls-ness of this, these episodes and the introduction of the Bad Batch. That gets way more nuanced as we're as you were discussing in the series. And that is sort of the thing that I didn't amazingly like as the concept of the episodes is like, here's cooler clones and they're special and we've never heard of them before. And they're only here for four episodes. So I like I like that we get to continue their stories because I was not sold on a Bad Batch spinoff series. But I I do I am in I did have a good time watching the series. Eventually, I do like the Bad Batch now, and I have been of the firm opinion basically since we started the podcast and Bad Batch came out that it was cooked up in a lab to appeal to you specifically, Andy. I can't wait! I can't wait! I'm so I'm so pumped for it. Which I feel then like- will be funny if you end up not liking it. But I don't think there's any way possible you can not like at the very least appreciate it. We'll see. I mean, I really I really like Hunter and I really like Crosshair. Wrecker is kind of annoying to me, but and the tech one was annoying. I, I think I, like, I, I will say I think is, the series serves tech and Wrecker better. And I agree with you that they weren't amazingly well done here. Yeah. I think Wrecker and tech are too stereotyped here. And yeah, Crosshair and Hunter get interesting enough to step out of their sort of because Crosshair's only stereotype really is that he's a dickhead, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. Like he's Wrecker's the big, loud, sort of goofy guy, text the nerd. Hunter's the sort of strong, silent type. But I also think some of the things he says to Rex are interesting. Um, I like Hunter. Yeah. People on Star Wars Twitter think he's uh, hot. I was just going to say he's the hottest clone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they unleashed the long hair uh, and the, the clone mullet cannot be stopped. Hunter X Rex. I also uh, another thing that I liked for is that they toned down the exaggeration of their faces a little bit because they got better at facial animation since they were doing the original stuff. Crosshair's old design, it was like it wasn't properly animated, but it was horrifying. Now he's just got a thin face. Okay, Um, good. Yeah, they all looked wrong, and I get that it's like okay, they're clones, but they're different, so they're gonna look a little different. But they were they were quite disturbing to look at. I think they I also I think they refine their features a little bit in when they because uh, they, as always, upgrade the animation every time they do a new season. But yeah, it's fun. I also think we should give uh, a little bit of credit to Mace Windu in these episodes because I think he's fun here. Uh, we were sort of ragging on him last week, but I like that he gets his sort of I like his trash talking speech to the battle droids a lot where he's like, I, I have I have destroyed oh. thousands of you. You are going to die. I'm going to kill you. Please surrender. I'm almost bored of this. And that I thought, was so good. That was excellent. Yeah, I agree with uh, we talked about the disconnect in terms of the battles and stuff uh, where it didn't feel perfectly like the stakes, I think, didn't feel as high as they could have given what the what the plot told you was happening. I almost wish we'd cut to the Republic losing battles elsewhere, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, it's it, the, all these episodes have been the animation team flexing again. It's gorgeous. This uh, they've they've introduced like depth of field. This is like the, the Lucasfilm animation team firing on all cylinders. The voice work is great, uh, aside from Wrecker. <laughs> but I, I'm it's it's all led up to this. That's it. That's it for Clone Wars, essentially, because the, the finale is so tied in with Revenge of the Sith. You've got four more episodes, but like it's. This this is the last of regular Clone Wars before the series finale. I know. I was thinking about that. Like, we're we're so close to being the done. The journey is over almost. And it's weird to think like I was I remember it being last summer and I was hanging out with my friend and she was like, oh, I love Star Wars. I want to talk to you about it. Like, let's just watch, watch Revenge of the Sith. And I was like, no, I was <laughs> like, no. And it's weird to be like. Wow, back then I was like, yeah, well, only a couple more seasons. It's it's we're almost at a full full calendar year. But now uh, also not only is it not only has it been like, oh, it's just a couple seasons, but the journey the last season put the characters on, like it's we're a far cry from like the beginning of season 3 for like yeah. where Anakin, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, Rex, Padme, even our villains, like some are dead, but it, but like Maul being a huge player, even Grievous, Dooku, 
Ventress before she was not a villain and then uh, tragically died. Um, but almost all of the Clone Wars original characters are like sort of we've gone on these journeys with them. And now we're. We're going to see what happens at the end of the war. That's so weird to think about. I mean, I mean, we literally have talked about this before, but like, it's crazy to me to think like, there's, there's going to be more war. There's more wars. And, and I think the thing, too, is that obviously something big is about to happen. And I don't really know what that is. I'm pretty sure that there is going to be no more Republic or a separatist group. I feel like something is going to happen. And and that's what freaks me out. Oh, I just started hearing myself double again. Yeah, I mean, like, my main thing about these episodes is that I really think that episodes three and four kind of probably could have been combined. Yeah. Or just like yeah, the on the wings of Kiridax, we, we've gotten Clone War. We've yeah. gotten Anakin and Rex teaching villagers how to yeah, fight. I'm- before, I did not like, like two or three times at this point. I'm a little tired of Clone Wars giving us primitive natives that don't speak English, mm-hmm. especially given the modern context. And like it, it, George is not making the show anymore. George's tone deafness is not as baked into it. And the improvements were all like pretty substantial in terms of like the level of storytelling. And I wish they had done a little bit more to Bad Batch. And also, like, I'm greedy. I wish we got more. I wish we got one of the other arcs adapted. Shorten these, adapt another arc. Yeah, I, I wanted to see more Obi-Wan, uh, number one. Yeah. And number two, specifically within this arc, I really would have liked to see some more interplay between the Bad Batch and the regular clones, see what they act, you know, more of what they actually think of each other. And then also, between Echo and the rest of the 501st, you know, yes. like just the regular soldiers like Jesse dealing the with weird Echo time being skip new. Between episodes three and four where Echo gets his like upgraded suit didn't need to be there. And I, I wish they'd done what they did with Rex and with Rex and Cody scene and just added, like you say, something at least with Jesse, like because they serve together. I have a question, actually, about, I guess, chronologically, like, when does Bad Batch take place? Because, because... The Bad Batch maybe, series or the Bad Batch episode arc in this, Clone Wars? No, 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 The series. Because, d- is it after the end of the war? Yes. Yeah, it, it's uh, what immediately follows Revenge of the Sith. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yes, we will not tell you anything more, but it is it starts on the same day as Revenge of the Sith and the Clone Wars finale. That's interesting because essentially it's going to have to address, well, what happens to the clones? Yes, that is. I mean, that is essentially we are not telling you what happens to the clones. Obviously, it is spoiling to you that at least these four clones are alive on the day that the war ends. Yes. I forgot about Echo. I was being good and not saying that he was because I forgot that he joins them in this. I was being good and not talking about the fact that there's five of them. They're all on my desk right now in Lego form. Although two of them are spoilers. Here's Hunter. Little man. Honestly, the the Wrecker Lego is the best one. He's he, he turned out great. I'm done. I don't have anything else to say. Cool. Yeah. We're, yeah. I mean, we, this is a pretty good wrap up in terms of like where the characters are at. Yeah. So we're sort of like, well, it's done. Yeah. All right. So next time on First Step to Star Wars podcast, we're coming at you one week later in, in one week instead of two weeks. Where, um, because we are going to do a little shorter episode on we're just going to cover season seven, episode nine, old friends not forgotten, and then just kind of do a whole Clone Wars retrospective episode. And uh, just like, you know, get ready for Andy to just jump into Revenge of the Sith, which, which we, we are, are watching, watching together. Yeah. In real life. This will be the first time that the three of us have ever been in the same room together. Oh, my God. Which That's is funny crazy. because, which is funny cause, yeah, cause Andy and I hang out and Calvin and I live together for a year. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, Calvin and, and I have hung out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were in the same college program. So. Yeah. But, and we've been recording for a year. We, we hang out with each other all the time. Yeah. It's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. I'm excited, y'all. All right. Anyway, see y'all next week. May the force be with Thanks. you. Swag. Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. 
can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot.